Welcome to the Think Factory podcast. We got one question for you. What keeps you up at night? Welcome to the Women's Roundtable podcast powered by the Think Factory, where we learn how women think big and grow their business. My name is Kara Filecoff, counsel with Outside General Counsel Solutions, and I'm the host of today's episode. I have the pleasure to talk to Shira today, who's the founder of Nightcap. Shira, thank you so much for spending some time to talk with me today. I've seen your product all over social media, and also I saw you on Shark Tank, which was really cool. I knew you were going to be amazing for this podcast, especially because I remember going into college, my parents sitting me down, and one of the big things they said was, if you go out, cover your drink, because that kind of concern has always been there. Uh, So to kind of talk to you about Nightcap and how you develop this product is really amazing. So if there's people who aren't familiar with the product, can you give a little background and the history of Nightcap and how you got started? Yeah, thanks for the intro. So Nightcap is the drink spiking prevention company. Uh, It originated as the drink spiking prevention scrunchie, which I have in my hand right here. It's a scrunchie. Well, the first product is a scrunchie. You can wear it on your wrist or on your hair. And then when you go out to the bar, you pull out the cover from the scrunchie's pocket and place it over your drink so you don't get roofied. There's also a straw hole. um, So you pop in your straw. These are washable and reusable. Uh, They come in black, blue, purple, and pink. And then we also have different products like keychain versions, bottle tops for your beers, can coolers, bachelorette boxes, gift boxes, all the things. So, yeah. I saw the recent product, which was almost like a commercialized sticker that goes over drinks for bars. That was really like cool and innovative to see that maybe you're getting also traction from kind of the industry itself in making sure its patrons are protected. Yeah, that product, that's a sticker. So it's a disposable option that we sell to mainly bars and universities. Uh, It's a sticker, it peels off, it goes on your drink, and then you pop in a straw. Um, We actually acquired that product from the UK, so we have the rights to sell it in America. But yeah, it's it's kind of a way to sell more to businesses at a cheaper cost so they can afford it and protect their, their students or their customers. And can you have a little background about how you actually developed the product? Because the idea of kind of a cover coming out of a scrunchie is, first of all, so smart, because I feel like I know when I go out, I always have some sort of hair tie with me. So to kind of have that additional kind of protection with you is really cool. Yeah, um, I thought of Nightcap after a friend of mine was roofied at the bar. I was 16 at the time, and it was a college friend. So I couple weeks later, I went to bed one night and I thought of the idea of the scrunchie in a dream when I was sleeping. And the morning after I woke up, sat down with my dad. Um, Instead of telling him, I kind of just created a prototype out of my mom's stockings and my uh, a scrunchie from my room. So that's kind of how Nightcap was born. And that was almost five years ago. Oh, wow. So I know you were featured on Shark Tank. So can you talk about your experience there and kind of how from that appearance there's been any developments or changes or what kind of you saw from that? Because that's really like amazing opportunity. Yeah, Shark Tank was life changing for us. Um, 
the product itself is something that people didn't really get behind when we first came out with it. So um, Shark Tank gave us a lot of credibility. And when we went on the show, we had about $68,000 in sales. And today we've done at least $5 million. So wow. it's drastically um, changed since then. Um, we went on the show, got a deal with Lori for 25%. Um, she gave us $60,000. We asked for 20, she gave us 25. Um, I mean, she has 25. And uh, ever since Shark Tank, it's just been like a growing business and we're extremely thankful for the show and getting on was super cool because my brother, who's my co-founder, we used to watch it as kids and then being on the show felt like we were inside of the TV, which was super cool. Um, but yeah, Shark Tank did a lot for us and it showed us that you could accomplish anything. Yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, it was a very scary experience. <laughs> I went on when I was six, 17 and my brother was 21. Um, so we practiced, we quarantined in Vegas for the show and filmed there. Um, but yeah, it was awesome for us. And I mean, yeah, even though we filmed it like almost three years ago, we still, people still ask us about it all the time. I was going to say, cause I, I was watching it recently and I saw, um, there was a discussion about how changing marketing for you really changed the business. So can you talk about how kind of having increased social media platforms really changed things for Nightcap? Yeah, I think you're referring to um, how we went on the show with $68,000, but we mentioned in the episode that we had made $40,000 yes. within the last, yeah, we made $40,000 within six weeks before going on the show. And that was basically from one TikTok video that I made. <laughs> so, you know, to tell them that it proves that people want the product and they were all very amazed by making that much amount of money in such a short period of time. Um, so that was, yeah, all to, because of TikTok, one video. But ever since then, I mean, we grow, we've grown our entire company based off of basically TikTok and Instagram. So um, whether that's creating content of the products themselves or putting the founder's face behind it and explaining how we thought of the idea and behind the scenes, um, that has really led us to the most success. Which is interesting because it's such a, I think, a product that seeing it really does help. So I would imagine the social media aspect and TikToks really just kind of resonate with the group where you're really hitting your target. Yeah, I think that it's, there in so many ways, TikTok and Instagram are extremely beneficial because the people that we want to protect and use the product, that's where they are. Um, I think that being able to showcase who's behind it and talk about the journey is very important. I know when I watch other businesses grow, I like to be involved with what the founders are up to, what they're doing to mm -hmm. make it grow. So I always have, have kept, have been pretty transparent online and, authentic about what we do and I try to make it as I guess entertaining as possible um, when talking about 
just certain things because a lot of the business I feel like people either don't know don't think about but there's so much that goes into it and some people even think we just have one product so it's like educating them about all the other products that we have and um, there's just so much that there's so much there's unlimited amounts of videos that you can create and it reaches hundreds of thousands to even millions of people that you could have never reached before yeah and it's almost a way to kind of know like to put a bigger kind of net out there and say hey this is an amazing group of products that I have. There's an amazing story behind it. And this is why you need it. Yeah, 1000%. And I think also the mission is always important. Like it's not just any business. It's yes. One, it's, it's helping people. And we've had some real stories from customers that have their night saved because of the product. So, you know, it just makes us want to keep going and talking about the real issue. And to kind of switch a little bit from the products itself, because you are the founder, um, what is your leadership style and how do you lead others? I think that, I mean, I think I've always kind of had a like a leadership energy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, like I used to be a cheerleader and I used to help get everyone together. But I think that my leadership style is, is almost kind of low key. I feel like... Um, the way that I want things to run or how I want everything to come together, I try as hard as I can to, I guess, lead by example. But also if I'm if I'm telling someone that I want them to do something, which I feel like it, I never want to come across as bossy or mm. um, demanding. So I always try to create conversation through leadership. I always want to be communicative about what the business's needs are. So I think that finding like a common ground with someone else that you're trying to lead or like, you know, make have them maybe switch whatever they're doing, just kind of, I think, starting with conversation and just guiding them in the most authentic way is kind of how I would would describe it yeah I hope that makes sense (laughs) I was gonna say it sounds like what you really do is try to create a relationship with those you lead and say okay what are your strengths how can I play into that and kind of build that relationship which is kind of nice to see that you're actually it sounds like invested in those that you're working with yeah of course because I I want everyone that works with us to be passionate about what they're doing. And I've never been someone that, li- I mean, I dropped out of school. I've never been someone that likes to be told what to do. So <laughs> I couldn't imagine really being too intense about it. But I think, yeah, I think leadership is, it comes with just building the relationship first. And um, yeah, yeah. And it sounds like you had a lot of strong support around you when creating the original product uh, from whether it's your family. Um, and I know you said your brother, who was also on the Shark Tank episode. But I wanted to say, see, did you have any uh, women mentors or there are specific women that inspired you or that continue to inspire you as you build uh, your brand? Definitely. I think that my investor, Lori, she's definitely an inspiration. Um, 
she changes lives all the time by just investing her time or money into a brand and taking it from zero to a hundred. Um, you know, just, just having someone like that on your side is very motivational just because you go from watching them on TV to being their partner. And she has had so many brands succeed with, um, with just, she just has so much to give, I feel like. And I also find a lot of motivation in my entrepreneurial friends like that are women and, um, or men, but, um, women entrepreneurs that I surround myself with are always super motivating. So if I'm not around them, making sure I call them. (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, my parents too. Um, But yeah, making sure you just surround yourself with people that you want to become or be like. (laughs) And it sounds like you've had a lot of growth and development uh, with Nightcap and the brand over these last couple of years. But have there been any challenges that you faced or kind of what have been some things that you've struggled with that you found kind of ways to kind of develop or build upon? Yeah, I think early on I struggled with not knowing a lot. So starting a business at 16, yeah. you <laughs> have a lack of education, a lack of education and a lack of experience. But what I really think is a lack of experience, um, yeah, because you're thrown into something and it's something you've never done before. So I think the challenge was understanding that I'm not supposed to know these things and (laughs) I'm supposed to learn them, um, which I figure out every day, something new. So um, just like being patient with myself and knowing that we all kind of started at this, like somewhere and we all, we all kind of, don't know what's going on. (laughs) I I was going to say, I feel like everyone's kind of figuring it out as you go along. And a lot of it is sometimes finding the right partners to work with or those who are going to uplift you. I know you mentioned kind of uh, female entrepreneurs, and it sounds like kind of creating that network of people who are going to push and inspire you is something that's important. So I definitely can understand that. Yeah, it's super important. Um, I feel like when I was also like when I was 16, I didn't have entrepreneurial friends because you know I was in high school you're 16 yeah even then like even just like a couple a year or two in it's like you kind of have to start reaching out to people that you know that are or that you're familiar of you see online just kind of reach out send them a message because you're not just gonna stumble upon the business owners here and there it's very rare that you do especially when you're younger um so yeah, making sure to like to get in those circles and and go to the events and meet the people um, is really important. So I I and this may seem a little bit of an odd question, uh, but what's one piece of advice you would give to your younger self? I mean, you started the business not too long ago at 16, so it's it's not like you're looking back that many years. But is there anything you would tell your 16 year old self? Mm. I think I would tell her to just keep going because she knows exactly what's coming. Mm. Like she knows she like my 16 year old self knew exactly what I what what she wanted and exactly where she wanted to go. And 
it's really just time. You it's just time. You have to be patient and it'll come. So I would just say to continue, continue growing. I love that you kind of had that mission set for yourself. Because I feel like so many people kind of come in and they have an idea, but maybe they're like, I don't know where this is going. But it sounds like you were like, no, I'm going to make this happen. 1000%. Yeah, I, I definitely knew. I, I knew the potential. I saw it right when I thought of the idea. Um, I just knew there was nothing like it out there. And it was something that was a life-saving product. And I just knew it should be everywhere. And it's not even close to where I think it could be. So hey, we're five years in and almost five years. And I think within 10 years, it, it might be close to where I want it to be. <laughs> Yeah, I, I will say I'm inspired by the fact that you are very certain on like goals of where you see this going. So any hints to kind of where you would like to see this, uh, to see Nightcap grow into or where you are predicting um, the business being? Well, I think that, so my brother and I live in South Florida, but um, I think that it helps to live in a major city when mm. you're launching a brand so you can really get it out there and you can talk to literally everyone um and people like not even that far from us is Miami so somewhere like that where you know you get in with the right person or the right club and then it's kind of just everywhere they're available in every club and every bar and that's really where I see it going um and I think that it is definitely possible I just think that I haven't really been ready to step out. I'm also like newly 21, so I can't confidently <laughs> go out there and, you know, be assertive about it until you're legal. So uh, I would, yeah, I think that that expanding in cities where it's as normalized as a condom, wherever you go, um, at gas stations or, at, you know, at your local anything you you should be able to pick one up before a night out and um even have access to it at the bars at the clubs so um and then obviously we work with over 140 universities so oh, wow. expanding expanding on that would be awesome as well yeah that's um a huge base to kind of reach at so really inspiring at the think factory we do ask all of our guests one question Question is, what keeps you up at night? So, Sheer, what keeps you up at night? Probably, like, more ideas and inventions, because I thought of Nightcap in a dream, and I just I was going to say, I feel like this is a great question for you, based upon the fact that the original product was created in a dream, so. Yeah, yeah, and I named my podcast the In Your Dreams podcast, because just to show you that, like, you can have an idea and turn it into something real. Um, but definitely what keeps me up at night is more ideas for at least life and content. And that's, that's it. My answer, more ideas. <laughs> are you like glued to your phone or are you one of those people that has like the notes in your phone where you're like, okay, I woke up, here's an idea. I got to put it down. Yeah, no, I have the notes. I have the ideas all written down. I have to. I was going to say, I would imagine your notes app is filled. <laughs> it's filled. It's filled with my ideas and other people's ideas that they give me because people within the couple past months, I'm like, I have been getting the greatest ideas from other people because people just want to just, they just spill. And I'm like, wow, I didn't even think of that. You're genius. And so <laughs> it's a combination of, of having really smart friends and listening to them and, and 
building off your own ideas. So yeah, there's a lot of that in my notes. I was going to say, I feel like this goes back to what we said earlier about surrounding yourself with like entrepreneur or people who are like forward thinking, because that really shows that you can kind of come together and get some great ideas. Absolutely. And then once you establish yourself, um, people will start to migrate towards you, which is a good and bad thing, but, (laughs) um, but you know, when you when you are doing well, I think that a lot of people that are also doing well want to help you, and they want to, you know, sur- they want to surround themselves with people that are are like themselves. So it it kind of like once you grow into the entrepreneur that you want to be, then you start to meet more. So thank you, Shira, for your time today and kind of the background and everything and where you see your business growing. Um, Is there anything you want to share before we close out the podcast? Do you have anything coming up? I know you mentioned you have a podcast or is there where people can check it out? Um, I do have a podcast. You can find it on Spotify and Apple Music. It's called In Your Dreams Podcast. And um, if you want to buy a nightcap, you can buy it on nightcapit.com or Amazon. We do have bachelorette boxes if anyone's going on a little girl's trip. Um, We can also, oh yeah, if you want to follow us, it's Nightcap It on TikTok and Instagram. Um, Yeah, that's it. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. No, thank you so much. I know I was following your social media, so I'm glad we could able to kind of connect and get this shared. So be sure to check out Women's Roundtable Podcast so you can learn how women think big and grow their business. Thank you again, Shira.